Welcome to the Ripple Fishing Report. I'm your host, Brad Long. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Ripple Fishing Report. And on today's show, we're going to be talking to Captain Jordan Todd over in Port St. Joe, Florida. How you doing, Captain Jordan? Good, man. A little tired, a little wind blown, but pretty good. Yeah, speaking of wind blowing, I've I've heard it's been uh, it's been blowing down there. Have you been able to get out a little bit since we talked last? Ooh, yeah, we've uh been able to fish last couple of days, but we're just having to kind of stay in certain areas, man. It is it has been rough. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been blowing 20, 20 to 30 miles an hour since probably Saturday and has not let up one bit. That's unreal, man. That's and and you've and you've fished through that. Yes, yeah, we yeah we've we've tried. I mean, we've had you know I've had some clients who are willing to try it and push through it, and uh, we caught you know caught some fish. It, it made the best of it, but just can't quite get to where I want to get. Yeah, yeah, that's I you know I normally don't even bother if it's blowing like that. Just because running the boat, I mean, not running the boat, controlling the boat, being where you want to be, that kind of stuff is, I don't know, it's too hard. Yes, you know, it's not It's not that it isn't worth it because you can still catch fish, but boy, you get beat up sometimes. Yes, sir. But I, I always kind of give it, you know, give the my clients the uh, the final say is, is whether if you want to go, you know, I'll try my best to make it worthwhile. But if you don't, I understand and, and you know, I'll let them kind of decide what they want to do. Yeah. Makes sense. How do you, aside from tucking into a spot that's, you know, blocking the wind and giving you some shelter, um, do you do anything different on those windy days? I mean, is there something you, that you do differently to, to catch fish or is it just to, you know, just try to get in some shelter and get blocked from it? Uh, just try to get in some shelter. Um, you know, I'll, some areas where I'll get on the backside of a really shallow flat. Yeah, you know where it kind of breaks the chop down or something. Saint Saint Joe Bay is is pretty tough when it's blowing like that because we don't have mangroves and little coves and stuff, right? Um, to get in, you know, our our banks are really shallow for a hundred, hundred and fifty yards, so you can't really, unless you're in a you know a shallow skip, you can't really tuck up against the bank anywhere. Yeah, um, makes it makes it pretty difficult. But uh, you know, I. Usually if it's blowing pretty hard, I'll, I'll live bait on the bottom, you know, pull in some areas and throw a bait on the bottom so you can feel a bite Yeah. instead of trying to, trying to see it or, or, you know, it's hard to flatline baits when it's blowing like that and stuff. It's, it makes it difficult. Yeah. Yeah. The, what size, what size lead do you use inshore like that? Well, normally, um, it, if it's pretty calm, I use a quarter ounce bullet weight okay on mine so you know i don't like the egg sinkers too much for trout fishing i like a real light bullet weight that way you can throw it um and if you happen to pull it through the grass it doesn't catch the grass the bullet weight comes right through the grass doesn't hang up on anything um but it's not so heavy to where that bait can't swim around naturally right yeah it just gives now, you a little distance on the cast and kind of keeps things in an area you know. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. And it like, you know, right now with it being so windy, I may go up to, a um, to a three quarter ounce or even, even just a one ounce. I don't want a ton of weight. Yeah. But you go um, bullet weight still bullet weights. Yep. That way you're not hanging up on the grass. They can kind of pull it through the grass a little easier. You do a, a swivel ahead of that. Is it like you're talking Carolina rig style? Yep. Yep. I'll do bullet weight line straight through it, swivel and about a, you know, a, 
18 to 24 inch leader and then a two oh circle hook. Okay. And what kind of bait do you typically use with that? Um, bottom fishing. I like pilchards. Um, so pilchards want to be on the surface pretty much. So like what I do is I tail hook a pilchard, um, throw it on the bottom. That way he swims toward the surface. So by tail hooking them, does that dictate the direction at all? Uh, yes. So, so if I, if you tail hook a fish, they're going to swim away from where they're being pulled. So if I have a weight and I tail hook a pilchard, he's going to swim toward the surface. Okay. So So he's going to swim up. That's, you know, I've, I don't tail hook them. I'm going to now that I know that. But I always hook them through, you know, their their mouth or or even, uh, you know, under their pectoral fin, and um, it makes sense that if you have well, it, because you because it, it it noses down, they'll hide down in some of that grass sometimes. And I'm thinking yeah. not a pilcher necessarily, but say a pinfish or something else. A pinfish. Now I, I don't really care for pinfish on the bottom too much because they will dig and find somewhere to hide. Yeah. Um, I love a pinfish on a cork. But the pilcher, now when I say tail hook, I'm not hooking him directly in the tail. I'm hooking him usually behind the dorsal fin, right through his back. There you it's go. Just, it's just towards his tail. I misspoke. It's close. I, I, yeah, said dor- yeah. I said pectoral. I meant dorsal, I think. Yeah, so I'll hook him. It's, I'll hook him about an inch behind the dorsal fin through his back, and that's basically like a tail hook. It's pulling that you know, from behind. So he's trying to swim away from that. I got you. So it's just kind of in the, the, the tail quadrant. If if you were to break yes. it up into, into pieces like that, I got yeah, you. So, okay. Yeah. And so doing that, those, because they naturally want to be up and you got the bait, the weight on the bottom, they're, they're staying out of that grass and elevating themselves into yep. the water column. Okay. Absolutely. That's good to know, man. I didn't realize that, uh, that they would do that. And, and do you, do you prefer to fish them with a weight or do you prefer to fish them under a cork or, or free line? Um, if I, I use them for both, uh, now if I'm hooking them on a cork, I hook them to the nose. So then, so they try to swim down. Okay. Um, now you, they still get up around the surface, which is fine on a cork where you want them anyway. But, um, I prefer if I am fishing on the bottom or using a, a Carolina rig or slipped or whatever, I, I prefer the pilchards because they want to swim up. And that's, and that's just the case no matter what. I mean, if, yep. if, if you're using them in 40 foot of water, they're still trying to come back to the top. Absolutely. The only time I really fish pin fish on the bottom ever is if I'm fishing a, just all sand. Yeah. If We're, I'm fishing certain places where it's just sand and you're fishing troughs and stuff in the sand, I'll put a pin fish on the bottom because he has nowhere to hide. Okay. That makes sense. And I, you know, I'm bad to hook everything through the lips, through the, you know, their nose. Um, I tend to do that usually, but by doing that, it's making them swim down. You're saying not necessarily pilcher, just in general, in general. Yep. And it's, and, and I'm just trying to make sure I understand. So it's, and it does that because when you, like when you pull back on it, it pulls their, it pulls their head towards you. And so they go the other way. That's, that's how that's working. Absolutely. Okay. I got you. I didn't realize that. And I've, I will, I say that I knew there was something to it. I never knew exactly why and how, you know what I mean? Why it mattered and what it caused them to do. So 
you're using a bigger weight to kind of keep things there. Pilcher's coming up 18, 24 inches off the bottom, doing his thing. How's the bite when it's windy? And and I'm asking because I know there's tidal flow, there's current. Is is it can it be better in certain areas because there's an increased yes. movement? Yeah, trout fishing in the wind is is always better. Um now it is tough in a twenty five to thirty mile an hour wind. Yeah. Um, but it is I prefer, you know, a windy day with sunshine. If it's sunny and windy, then the trout bite is is usually pretty good. And the redfish bite can be too, because you can get a lot closer to them then. Yeah. Um, we found some redfish today, you know, caught a couple and uh didn't really trout fish much. We ended ended it pretty early just because it got so windy. They they were fine to go in, but um yeah, any anytime I'm trout fishing, I want a breeze. I, I prefer about an eight to ten mile an hour breeze when I'm trout fishing. Yeah. And, and it, with sunshine, with sunshine. Right. And it's and it's because of the increased movement. That's yeah, that's stirs, the whole stirs the water up, blows bait around. They're very visual, so it just distorts the water enough to where they're looking for erratic movement and flashing and and they just kind of strike at, you know, off reaction instead of being able to see every little thing. Yeah. Are you seeing a lot of bait? I mean, has the, a lot of the bait moved at Pilcher and stuff? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, our bait's it's full of bait right now. So it's it's summer as far as the Gulf oh, is concerned. Yeah, full summer. You can't throw a soft plastic or anything out without getting pinfish, hammering it. Um, there's pilchards scattered all over the flats. I mean, it's 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 full full on summertime. Man, it seems like three weeks ago. Maybe even two weeks ago, we were sitting around saying, well, I guess we're having another cold front. I mean, you posted a picture on social media, I think, since we talked last of wearing a jacket going out one morning. Yes, I had a jacket on this morning, man. I mean, it's still got a little bite in the air, a little coolness. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's apparently next week, they call it, it's going to be in the 90s and 80s at night. So we're about to, we're about to flip a switch and it's going to be hot yep i've seen the the weather forecast where i am have 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 basically said that it's warm now but enjoy it because it's about to be hot and yes. and anybody from or familiar with the south when that happens that we don't turn back no we don't <laughs> turn back till december <laughs> that's it yeah we may even have a warm christmas you, you never know you know absolutely yeah it's uh it's about to be full on and then it's you know, it's then it's going to start getting into a grind again as that water temp gets up real, real high. Yeah. How does how what kind of what is a high water temp in St. Joe Bay? Oh man, I've seen it ninety four. That's that's what I'm thinking, and and it, is it because of the the concept of well, I, there's just not aside from the the fresh water flowing in that you don't want. Um, there's not a I mean, there's one pass, but then it's just kind of like a big swimming pool, right? Yep, and it's it's clear water and white sand, so it's like a microwave. But sun rays hit the white sand, bounce back, and it heats it up super fast. Yep. So I I've never seen water temps like that. Maybe down in the Keys or something. Yep, uh, ninety four, man. And usually, you know, July and August, if you don't have a good bite by ten o'clock in the morning, you might as well hang it up till about five o'clock that that afternoon. So it's that a middle. It's a daylight and, and sunset. Yeah, I mean you can get you can get catch some fish in the middle of the day, but it can be a grind. Yeah. Especially if there's no tide if there's no tide moving at all, it's dead still and ninety degrees middle of the day. I don't I, I just tell them, you know, hey, let's just ride around and and 
you know, sightsee or see if we can find something, you know, like a school of jacks or something like that, yeah. you know, and just kind of, kind of end the last hour or so of the, of a fishing trip. Cause it can be tough. So in, in those, in those, uh, dog days of summer months like that, July, August, do you, uh, and it's a little bit late, but oh, let's say earlier, let's say like in, in from now until July, let's say, do, mm-hmm. do you run, do you ever get on the beach and do anything on the Gulf side? I mean, tarpon fish, yeah. you know, in the middle of the summer is about it. That's, that's all. I, I don't, I don't really do much, much else in the middle of the day in summer. Yeah. Have you, triple, you, triple tail and tarpon will be about the only thing I would do. Okay. And do you, do you take, uh, I mean, like for, uh, is triple tail a beginner type fish or is that something you need to be a little more advanced to, to get after? It depends. I and mean, if we're sight fishing them, then it, it needs to be a little more advanced. You got to have a right, you know, a good cast placement, stuff like that. Uh, beginners we can do, you know, for fishing structure, you know, beginners can do it because then I can kind of, you know, control where just say, Hey, you can throw it out there and then let the tide just bring it back. And I'll tell you when to reel and leave it, stuff like that. I mean, it, it, it can be a, an all experience type of fishery, but you know, anytime you're sight fishing, you need to have somebody that can kind of put it where they want it Yeah, or where it needs to be at the right time. Right. No, that makes sense. And I was asking, I've never caught a triple tail and really I, I've never fished for them. I've looked for them, but that's just as I'm riding by crab buoys and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, it sounds like, you know, in that part of the world, if you miss the daylight or the dark for whatever reason, and you're, and you're kind of stuck with midday, um, that would be a good option potentially, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It can always be good. And, and they don't mind the super hot water chance. Now if there's no tide movement at all, then, uh, typically you won't see a lot of them. And they don't really want to bite very well if there's just dead slack. But, yeah. you know, usually if you see one and you get a, a, a good bait in front of it, you, you know, they'll, they're pretty good at biting. Yeah. What do you, is, is there any deep holes or any spots in St. Joe Bay that, that are obviously I, I'm, you know, there's no way for you to tell me where they would be. And I wouldn't ask, but or it, does that exist? You know, like a deeper oh, yeah. water where where you could. Oh, the, the the middle of the bay is super deep. I mean, the whole the whole middle of the bay, there's thirty thousand acres of Saint Joe Bay that's just deep mud and sand bottom. There's nothing to it, and there's it, no rock. There's nothing. And so there's no reason for fish to go there. Do, do you catch anything there? Do people fish? You there? catch. I mean, you catch catfish. You can catch you know ladyfish and bluefish out there in that fifteen twenty foot. You know, deeper. There's plenty of ladyfish right now. Oh my god, we tried to pompano fish yesterday for first bit of right at daylight before it got too rough. But there's nine million ladyfish on the beach right now and everywhere. You know, that's a sign of summer too, isn't it? When they oh, show up. Oh gosh, up. man, it was acres of them. Yeah, I think I, I think I lost five pompano jigs in the first thirty minutes. <laughs> Dude, I yeah, tell you what, though, if you're just fishing for fun, man. Uh, uh, it's hard on a, on the right day. I will celebrate a lady fish. I'll just say oh, that. Oh, absolutely. I, they've, they've saved many trips for me kids and, yeah. and people who have never been on, you know, saltwater fishing. You catch a thousand of them and they jump and go crazy. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't mind catching them, but when I'm trying to target a specific species and they just won't let it happen, then they kind of get aggravating. Right. So there's, so in that deep water, I, I guess I'm asking, cause I'm looking ahead and thinking, okay, when you get into the summer months, you know, fishing deep like that doesn't sound like it would be, uh, all that rewarding either. So the fish that. No, that, but, but we, we shark fish a lot summertime, you know, okay. we'll, we'll try. So I usually, I usually have a big shark rod, um, on the boat and 
we'll trout and redfish in the morning till you know 10 10 30 11 o'clock and then we'll pull off in some of the deeper channels and deeper water say if we caught a ladyfish or bluefish then i'll save it and we'll use that for shark bait and we'll just cast a shark line and let people pull on a you know a four or five foot black tip shark is super exciting I yeah mean, they jump they spin they pull hard you know pe- most people catch a big shark lad and it that's the coolest part of their day because you know they're in florida and they're holding a shark yep yeah so that's what the dog days of summer that's what a lot of us will do is you know you, you trout fish and stuff in the morning and then shark fish till the till the trip's over do you like those deeper holes for that reason for yeah shark oh yeah there's always all right off the edge of the flats in that 12 to 20 foot those channels and all that there's plenty of sharks yeah so you make a day of it, even though it's oh, not yeah. necessarily the targeted fish. Well, I say target. It is, but, I mean, it's not your standard trout, redfish, you know, summertime inshore bite. Yeah, no, it's not your typical, but, you know, people enjoy it to finish the day out with something big and exciting. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, it gives, gives you something to do other than just sitting around just watching, you know, bait die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, man, I, I appreciate the input because, you know, it's it's interesting to hear your take on, um, we'll call it an adverse weather day, um, <laughs> where, it's, where yeah. it's windy or it's just so damn hot that nothing's doing anything, you know? And, and I, I love these kind of conversations because I've said it over and over, you know, me, myself, and most of our listeners, I'm guessing, you know, we have regular jobs. You know, we're not fishing guides. A lot of them, a lot of us don't live on the coast. So the days we can go do this, we don't get to decide, oh, it's a Chamber of Commerce day. I'm heading south. Um, yes, sir. It's like, hey, I've, I'm heading south. Uh, what's it going to be like? You know, it's kind of almost working in reverse. And so I love to hear about these, you know, how you guys that, you know, your job, your career is is putting clients on fish. So, you know, I feel like it's a lot easier to do when, it's the chamber of commerce days and everything's calm and you got all the options at your disposal. You just decide how you want to catch them, where you want to go. Yes, sir. Um, but it's those super windy days, those super hot days, those days that normal people aren't interested in being out there. Um, you may find some guys like me that say, Hey, this is the one day this month I can head down. So windy or not, that's what I'm doing. You know? Yes, and, sir. Uh, you can usually always make a day of it, especially, especially this time of year. You know, everything's here. There's always going to be something that's willing to bite in the summertime. Yeah. You can always get some in the summer. And we can usually, now wintertime, you get a big blow, 20, 30 miles an hour. You know, there's most days it's like that. Nah, we're just going to call it because there's really, I know as a, as a guide, chances are very, very slim. And I'm not going to waste your time and money to go out there knowing that it's not going to be a productive day. Right. And let's be honest, man. I mean, you're born and raised in Florida. When it's blowing like that in December, it's cold. You know? Yes. I mean, it's not cold if you're from Wisconsin, but it's cold to us, and I'm not interested in being out there. No, it's cold to us, and even the fish are cold. I mean, they get, you know, they get locked up when those big temperature drops and those big fronts come in. But summertime, when the bait's here and everything's here, it can be blowing, it can be pouring rain, you can catch something. Yeah. It might not be fun. That's why I, I usually give it, you know, leave it up to them. Like, if you want to go, I will try my best. We'll probably catch some stuff. And I'm just telling you, it might not be the funnest. Right. Most, may not, may not be a comfortable we, boat ride. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, you know, most of them are, 
you know, Hey, let's go. I just, we just want to go, you know, on the water and have fun. All right, let's go. Yeah. So I got one more question for you. Um, you kind of mentioned it, but you know, I know this week, um, so far has been kind of a mess because of all the wind, but since Mm -hmm. we spoke last week, um, with you being out on the beach a little bit, catching Pompano, have you seen any tarpon passing through yet? Uh, we saw two on when I, when I got, so two yesterday morning we saw two, and then last Friday we saw a good little water, like five or six. Um, okay. I haven't been out there looking for much. I'm sure you know some are swimming by, um, but the days I've been out here pompano fishing, you know, I've seen a few rolling and stuff like that, but not. Not not what we'll see in another another three to four weeks. We'll start seeing them thick. Yeah, and I and I'm asking because you know it's funny how <clears throat> tarpon's my favorite fish to fish for and catch, and it's it's one of those things. It's like permit or or other species that people get obsessive about. Tarpon's one of those, and um, mm-hmm. I'm not quite at the level of of being obsessed about it, but it's certainly my preference. And, uh, when, when it's, when it's around, you know what I mean? And and I think some of that, and you'll hear me say this all tarpon season. Some of the issue is I have a flat skiff and I don't, it's not comfortable to be out on the beach unless it's a really calm, nice day. Um, so I don't get to do it all the time. Even when I'm down there fishing, I don't get to always run the beach and chase them. Um, maybe I should anyway, and I probably will this year, but typically I haven't. Um, so it kind of has a little bit of a novelty appeal to me. You know, mm-hmm. uh, as much as anything, because it, and it is seasonal and it, you know, it's not, if we lived in the keys, it'd get old and we, you know, or maybe not, but, uh, it, so there's a little bit of a novelty element that, that makes me want to go after them. So I, I, I think it's interesting how they, you know, it, it's, it, and it's, it makes sense. It's not just flip a switch. Here's the tarpon. They kind of begin trickling in and like you just described, I mean, you know, you'll see a group of five, a couple here and there, no crazy numbers, but you'll see them if you're paying attention. Yeah, and then as it roll as it kind of builds up, um, you see a lot more bigger schools, things like that, and that's the kind of peak, I guess, or headed towards the peak of the season. Um, yeah, usually, usually second week of June on is is kind of when we start seeing them. Yep, you know, filtering through pretty good and stuff like that. Yep, and uh, and then so from you know from about then all the way, you know, they're moving uh, up the I guess up the panhandle. Um, West, how do you term it? East or west? I don't know which. Uh, west. They'd be west. going west of us. I mean, they, yeah, pretty much west. I mean, our coasts are kind of swimming to the north, the way yeah. our peninsula and stuff shape, but it's it's west. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're headed towards everybody else that we, you yep. know, Panama yep. City. Then they hit Destin. Then they, you know, so they're he- they're heading the main what you know the main groups of them are going to the Mississippi. Yep. By way of. Destin, beach, Destin yep. Pensacola, you know. Um, yep, they just use that beach as their as their highway and corridor. Yep. Well, awesome, dude. Thank you for uh, for kind of breaking that down for us because you know it's. I mean, you don't have to be a part of many panhandle fishing groups on social media to realize it's been kind of a nasty week, and the weather has been uh, good. It's just been real windy. So windy. The sunshine's good, you know all that, but it's been it's been the windiest spring I have ever seen. Yeah, going into summer now. I I hope we get a break. God, we need a break. I hope so, because if it's been blowing twenty or thirty, man, that's uh, that's a lot of wind. Oh, dude, no, a lot of day. I thought I got sideways in it, and I thought it was going to tip my boat over. Wow, 
I mean, like it yeah. was, it was bad. There was some gusts easily over 30 yeah. without a doubt. That's just not fun, man. No. I mean, and it can be, but it's as far as being in the boat and having, you know, all operating the boat and running around. It's just yeah. Not. When, when you can throw, when you can throw a half ounce or a quarter ounce spoon, 15 pound test, when you can throw that almost the entire spool, yeah. it's windy. Yeah. Yeah. It's r- too windy. Yes. Well, tell everybody how to get a hold of you, man, since you clearly know how to put fish in the boat in the wind. So that doesn't make any difference. It's just not quite <laughs> as comfortable. Tell everybody yeah. how to get a hold of you if they want to head down to St. Joe and, and do some fishing. All right. Uh, phone number 850-227-6550. I welcome phone calls, uh, voicemails. I'll get back to you as quick as I can. Uh, you can message me on Facebook, Saltwater Obsessions at Facebook, and then um, direct message at Instagram at saltwater underscore obsessions. Awesome. Man, thank you. And uh, listen, uh, if you're listening to the podcast and you enjoy it, um, subscribe to it. And even if you don't want to do that, just tell your buddies about it because uh, I, I get messages fairly often late this season, especially um, – with people that kind of like what we're doing and uh it's not me it's guys like jordan sharing their knowledge and so if you like that and uh and it's something you you get something uh, out of this tell your buddies tell your friends and uh, encourage them to listen to us because i think there's some some good in here and uh it certainly helps me so i hope it helps you guys too and if it does share share the the word and uh and make sure your buddies know about us so jordan thank you man We'll talk to you again next week. And uh, until then, I hope the wind dies down a little bit for you and uh, <laughs> and you can keep us up to date on uh, on how you handle the, the Chamber of Commerce days, as I like to call them. Yes, sir. Thank you, as always. My pleasure.